don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, on Twitter, at RealGilbertACP, and on Instagram, Gilbert Podfried, P-O-D-F-R-I-E-D. You see, it's kind of a pun on the last name. Ah, never mind. This is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santopadre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsession. Beautifully done. Yes, and and now I know uh, one or two of you <laughs> might have been complaining. Or 80. Uh, yeah, well, 80. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, uh, we didn't do an exact count. <laughs> But uh, it could be in the thousands, or it could be one or two. We don't have ways for knowing for sure. We're complaining, saying that the sound quality on our last uh, episode was pure and total shit, I think was. Some people suggested it was done in the men's room at the Friars. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 It, but it would have been a lot better. <laughs> More interesting. <laughs> and, and probably had Freddie Roman in it. And But but see, what we should say is we did that on purpose because we wanted it to, to, to be like the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> to, like... We wanted to originally say, we found this footage lost <laughs> in the forest, and everyone from this documentary film crew has died. <laughs> but they told us what films they liked before they died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what can we say? It's not that professional an operation. It's not. Yeah. It's not. The mics are bad. The sound <laughs> system's horrible. For Christ's sakes. Do you think I want Frank as a co-host? No. No. I'm telling you, everything uh, could be better. How did I know it was going to go in that direction? So if you want some better audio, send us checks. Yes. Yeah. We'll send an... Patreon. (laughs) Patreon Patreon.com. Patreon.com. Right. Right. Better audio. Slash Gilbert uh, Godfrey. Slash Gilbert Godfrey. Some people would like to slash Gilbert Godfrey. Yes, a lot of people (laughs) want me dead. Anyway, the movie I recommended last week, in case you couldn't hear it, was The Little Fugitive. Yes, we'll say a couple of words again about it Uh, for people who couldn't hear. He was a little little boy, and his day, and he, he thinks the police are after him, and he escapes to Coney Island. Right. And the whole, uh, it, it was a movie that, influenced the French New Wave. Correct. And this was a new wave the French had because uh, they used to do it with their palms forward. They <laughs> the old wave. wave. Yeah. yeah. But the new wave was the back of the hand and they wave back and forth. <laughs> it's a film that's near and dear to your heart because you're from Coney Island. Fr- you, I, I was born out. in Coney Island right? and it just brings back memories. Yeah, because we talk a lot about movies that are set in uh, old New York. 
Oh, yeah. And this one really captures Brooklyn and Coney Island, and the, 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 we talked about the subway train. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, the subways, and I remember the steeplechase ride that were these wooden horses on tracks, and they would go around the roof, and then I remember there was like a clown with a whip when you were going by, and and there was those... Um, they blow women's skirts yeah, up? Yeah, they, they would can, blow yeah, women's right. skirts up, and a machine there that would blow women's skirts up, and there was like the revolving floor that would go in the opposite direction. And all of that stuff shut down, what, in the 60s? Yeah, late, late yeah. 60s? They, yeah. Uh, all of yeah. it's gone. Yeah. So, And The Little Fugitive, was we said last week, and we'll just say it again, it's worth repeating, was made by a couple, Morris Engel and Ruth Orkin, who was a very famous black-and-white photographer. And uh, I misspoke last week. I think I said it was shot in 16 millimeter, and since then I did a little research, and I think it was shot in 35 millimeter. Yeah. So, but it was very and, much a homemade, oh, a home yeah, movie. The sound was put in later. Correct. And and Francois Truffaut. That's right. Uh, was very influenced. And by as it. I said, I saw Scorsese talk about it and introduce it at, at I as I at I think the New School. Very influential film. And you think you saw? I Scorsese. think I saw it. it I mean, could have been just some homeless man. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> With, with very it might bush, not have been very, the new school. <laughs> very bushy eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> a, a homeless man. A, guy, <laughs> a short guy who didn't trim his eyebrows was talking about the film. And he said, ah, Scorsese. Uh, <laughs> I was at a party uh, with, um, I was, at, I was at, a, at a fundraiser, and, and uh, Eugene Levy was at the table, and a drunk woman came over and said to me, could you, could you do me a favor? Could you take a picture of me and Mr. Scorsese? <laughs> And Eugene loved that. So the um, uh, the little fugitive worth seeing. Yes, definitely. And also TCM runs it in that movie is uh, uh, one the guy playing the photographer is Will Lee. Oh, that's right. Who was in uh, Sesame Street You're as right. Mr. Hooper? That's right. And like I said last week, there was one part in Sesame Street where they go, Merry, uh, he, he says to them. Merry Christmas, and they say, and Happy Hanukkah. And that spoke Mr. to you. Yes, yes, because <laughs> it proves that Mr. Hooper, on Se- there was a Jew living on, on Sesame Se- Street. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ernie was Jewish, wasn't he? Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> I also a little, so the little fugitive. I also talked about uh, sideways last week, which I, and I won't say that much about it in case people did listen to last week's episode. <laughs> and suffered, suffered terribly through the uh, through the bad audio. Uh, Paul Giamatti, um, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, who, yeah, who, who you, I worked with on Wings. You worked with on Wings. Is funny actor and uh, <clears throat> written by uh, Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor. Uh, uh, Google it, watch it. It's available everywhere. Um, uh, terrific comedy and a great uh, uh, moving performance by by Paul Giamatti, who we talked about last week, uh, uh, the son of the former commissioner of baseball. Yes, Bart I Giamatti. knew his father had something to do with sports, and I remember I was going, was he a hockey player or something? <laughs> you father? are a sports, yeah. a sports <laughs> maven. Uh, ch- check out our upcoming episode with Bob Costas to see just how much sports Gilbert... <laughs> Actually knows. So moving on. Yes. Um, let's pick two new ones uh, uh, for this week. And I'm just going to I'm going to go f- uh, first and, and go quickly. Um, I want to. Yeah, that's what your wife said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, 
I'd like to spend each Sunday with you as friend to friend. I'm sorry we're through. (laughs) I'm telling you how I feel. I hope you feel that way too. (laughs) Is that Rudy Valley? No, no, I can't. It's too early in the day to get my voice to a full Eddie Cantor. Oh, it's Eddie Cantor. You just woke up. You could have fooled me. Um, Michael Clayton is the picture that I want to talk about, which is a a kind of a 70s-esque thriller, a little bit, and a a cousin of a a movie like Three Days of the Condor, movies we've talked about, uh, movies we talked about off mic, uh, like Parallax View. Uh, Pres- All the President's Men. It's a legal thriller. It's very smart. Um, uh, written by a guy named, written and directed by a guy named Tony Gilroy, who wrote a movie I know you like, The Devil's Advocate. Oh, you, yes. You told Paul Scheer <laughs> that you like that movie. Um, he also wrote Dolores Claiborne, a movie called State of Play with our friend Josh Mostel. And uh, I won't say too much about it because it's a film full of surprises and, and twists and turns. But um, George Clooney plays a, a legal fixer um, who, who fixes uh, uh, problems uh, for a law firm, uh, uh, gets clients in trouble, out of trouble. Um, Tom Wilkinson, the British actor, uh, uh, has a great performance in it. Um, and uh, uh, Sidney Pollack who directed Three Days of the Condor ah. and made those kind of thrillers, turns up in the film as the head of the law and, firm. And I just saw Sidney Pollack. They re-ran Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, and he's and in he's that. he's in that. Right, right. He plays a weirdo. Uh, yeah. yeah, he plays, yeah. A, plays a kind of a scary guy. Yeah, he's in with that whole weird sex organization. Right. What do you think of that movie, off the, off the, off I, the subject? I, I, I like uh, Nicole Kidman's ass in that movie. <laughs> There is one scene where she's standing in front of the mirror, and I thought Nicole Kidman back then had the best ass possible. That's terrific. Yeah. That's your review of Eyes Wide Shut. If you want to see Nicole Kidman's ass... Give it two cheeks. (laughs) What about the rest of the film? Uh, Yeah. 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 But yeah. there were a couple of other girls there naked at the party. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That so you were, saw. Yeah. yeah you yes. saw. You didn't see it on. Uh, you didn't see the digitized version where they took the nudity out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw when they show showgirls. Yeah. On TV, they have these blurry floating bikinis. Right. On the girls. Isn't that strange? It's weird. And one on Kyle McLaughlin too, which makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, getting just getting back real quick to uh, Michael Clayton, um, uh, produced by Steven Soderbergh, who made another Clooney picture I love called Out of Sight, which we'll talk about on another show. But uh, 2007, we usually recommend older films, but that's a pretty new film. It won a ton of awards. Tilda Swinton's great. Um, if you like thrillers and you like movies with twists and turns, smart films. In The Devil's Advocate, yeah. there's a very quick. Uh, nude scene. Charlize? It's Charlize Theron. <laughs> you are Mr. Skin. Oh, yes. And and he, she was in, um, uh, I forget the name uh, movie I was in, A Million Ways to Die in the West. That's right. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Did, you, it, did you tell her you admired her nude scene? Uh, the, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I. she wasn't there when I was uh, there. I, I think she purposely, <laughs> I think that was in her rider. She rearranged the yeah. shooting schedule. <laughs> 
Hey, everybody. We wanted to take a moment to talk to you about driving with Uber again. Why? Because it's really a great opportunity to make some legitimate money. If you've taken Uber, you know how great the experience is. And it's drivers who make the experience great. Seriously, every time I talk to someone who drives with Uber, they only have great things to say. Since when do you talk to people? I don't. It's, uh, it's a lie. You know I, when, people, when people talk to me, I, I say, please, Pretend to be. I'm in show business, and I don't talk to you know I love talking to drivers. I don't like yes. talking to you, but, yes. I like, but I like talking to strangers. Well, I wish you'd stop then. I used to use a car service. I won't mention the name, but the, yeah. the drivers, you know, they would drive very recklessly, very fast. They'd always send you a 20-year-old kid at, with a lead foot, and you couldn't get them to slow down. And when I take Uber, I have an entirely different experience. I talk to them, I communicate with them, I ask them to slow down. They give me the ride that I want. And, and I'm not antisocial like you, so. No, you're anti-Semitic. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's your a whole other problem. That's a whole other <laughs> That we'll talk about later. But, and, and also, I, I've heard, you know, like, if you drive with Uber, uh, you know, you're your own boss. True. And you, the money's great, and and the way to start, you just need a car and a license, and it's and anyone who needs flexibility in that job, if you're a parent or a student, you they can work around your schedule. I could even see you driving with Uber. Yes, first I have to get a license. <laughs> get your little chauffeur yes. cap, like, <laughs> like Bruno Kirby, and this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Now is the prime time to cash in driving with Uber. You'll thank me for telling you how to get paid every week. So, yes, yes, what are you waiting for? I'm not. Yeah, I, I know. So please leave. I have a car. Yes. I have a license. Why am I not driving with Uber? Put them to good use and start earning serious, life-changing money today. Sign up to Drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. You this week, what do you got? I pick a movie. This is a very well-respected film, and I respect it, too. What the hell? And going back to Scorsese, Uh he said a quote, and I'm paraphrasing that, he can't imagine the movie industry, the world of movies, without Paul Newman. Yeah, I heard, I've seen that. That's great. And and so the movie I'm picking is HUD. Oh. And yeah. it's uh, Paul Newman, Bren DeWild, um, and Patrick... Uh, oh, uh, Patricia Neal. Patricia Neal. And, of course, um, uh, 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 Melvin, oh, Melvin Douglas. Douglas right. Melvin Douglas who is very important to know, is a Jew. Yes. <laughs> I had a feeling that's, you were going that's there. That's the reason you should see HUD. <laughs> Tell us the plot of HUD real quick. I don't know the plot. I know <laughs> Melvin Douglas is a Jew, so you should see Jews, HUD. Jew spotting nude yes. scenes yes. is really what you're... <laughs> and, yeah, and when Melvin Douglas has a scene where he steps out of the shower... I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, people see the uncut version. <laughs> uncut? What do you mean by Uncut. <laughs> <laughs> then he wasn't a Jew. Yeah, see, well, Make he, up your mind. he was circumcised late in life. 
And that was a very painful time of his life that he talks about. So HUD is a Western directed uh, by Martin Ritt, who was blacklisted. And it's got that. The, the legendary cinematographer. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking uh, about. Uh, something. Uh, uh, James Wong Howe. Yes. Right. Yes. And and, uh, and and like they say, James can't be Wong. And- <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is early in the morning, folks. If you doubted it at any point. Yeah. Paul Newman is, is one of these screw-up guys. Yeah, yeah. He likes to, you know, he fucks around. Melvin gets Douglas into, is his dad. Yeah. Right. And gets into bar fights. His dad is conscientious and a hard worker. And Brenda Wilde is looking up to Paul Newman. Oh, he's Newman. the nephew. Yeah. Yes. And he looks up to Paul Newman. And, oh, it has a that one great line in it, that one famous line where... Melvin Douglas says something like, you know, nobody, uh, you never loved anyone, no one ever loved you. And and Paul Newman goes, my mama loved me, but she died. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. We talked a lot about Newman on this show. Yes. We've, we've, he keeps coming up. Yes. I, it's, it's like he was in... Um, the Life and Times of Judge Roy oh, Bean. Oh, I love that with one. With Stacy Keach. Yeah, he's the albino gunman. Oh, right? yes. Stacey Keach. And Jacqueline Bissett right. and Victoria Principal. Anthony Zerbe. You know, uh, that, know oh, that actor? Oh, yes. He turns up in there. And most importantly, the theme song was performed by Andy <laughs> Williams. <laughs> How do you know this? And it's... Marmalade, molasses, and honey, cinnamon, and sassafras tea. I know that life could be so happy and sunny if you'd go away with me. I know I'd really like to do head for the hills the hills with you and hear you say hey let's make a day of it marmalade <laughs> yeah. it's even funnier the second time yeah. <laughs> that's that's what my wife said <laughs> Oh, Lord. It is too early. All right, so recapping. You're picking HUD. I picked um, uh, Tony Gilroy and George Clooney's uh, wonderful uh, Michael Clayton uh, thriller. And uh, we recapped uh, The Little Fugitive. Yes, and, and, and we, uh, we stated for a fact that the sound quality on this show is pure <laughs> shit. <laughs> So send money, and we'll hire a professional engineer. <laughs> and I'll get a new co-host. Oh, God, I dream of that.
If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger. I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.